When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today my guest is producer Tony Thomas. Tony is an extremely accomplished writer and producer who is a partner in Wit Thomas and Wit Thomas Harris Productions. Think The Golden Girls, Soap, Benson, Empty Nest, Nurses, The John Larroquette Show, and many more. One of their shows is always airing somewhere on cable and streaming. And these days, they're also being remade somewhere. But today, on December 20th, 2022, I'm talking to Tony about a different story. A truly touching, real-life story of Hollywood philanthropy that has changed the world and saved the lives of hundreds of children facing terminal illness. Tony is the son of entertainer Danny Thomas. Danny Thomas made his name as a nightclub performer, but he became a household name as the star of the 1950s sitcom Make Room for Daddy. He went on to partner with Sheldon Leonard as the producer of The Andy Griffith Show, Gomer Pyle, That Girl, which starred Tony's sister, Marlo Thomas, The Dick Van Dyke Show, and I Spy, to name a few. In the late 1950s, flush with success, Danny Thomas founded St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. This is a living, breathing charity that stands as impressive as anything ever produced by Hollywood. And it's a heartwarming example of the fortitude of first and second generation immigrants driven to give back to their adopted country. The larger story of Danny's inspiration 
to launch St. Jude has been well told over the years, but it bears repeating, especially at this time of year. It's a beautiful example of how one person being moved by tragedy can bring a measure of hope and equity to the most vulnerable among us. That's all coming up after the break. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. back with the story of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital with producer Tony Thomas. This all started literally in your family's kitchen. Can you Can you take me back to what you remember from those days in the late 50s when your father got the got the drive and the inspiration? Well, he had the drive and the inspiration in the uh, 30s uh, because it was uh, at that point in time that uh, my sister Mala was being born and he had prayed to St. Jude to please show him his way in life. Not that he would be successful, just show him she was on the right path. And he, I won't go into all that story, but it's very interesting. Uh, and he, uh, he got the sign he felt to stay in show business. And then in the 50s, when he started to do very well, was when he decided he needed to make a move on on what he was, what he had promised, which was to do something in, in the honor of St. Jude Children's Hospital, St. Jude. So he, uh, he decided that a hospital would be a perfect thing to do after seeing a uh, article where a young black child was hit by a white driver in Mississippi and during that time, the, the, the man picked the child up, uh, drove uh, around to several hospitals, and no hospital would take the little boy. By the time the little boy got admitted, the little boy had died. So my father said, I'm going to build a hospital in the South where no child is turned away for race, religion, or anything else. So that is how it got. That is how the South. Uh, and... Uh, 
at the dining room table, he started to figure out how he was going to do it, who he was going to enlist and, and uh, start to raise the funds to take on the project. Would you say, I mean, that shows a real, a huge heart and a sort of an awareness at that time. Obviously, the civil rights movement was, the modern civil rights movement was starting to get going. But would you say, was he somebody that was aware of the civil rights situation, aware of inequities, inequities for people? Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, my father grew up very poor and he lived in a neighborhood where people died of appendicitis, children died of appendicitis or tetanus or, uh, uh, various infections that they never should have died from because they couldn't afford medical care. So that was always in the back of his mind. Uh, I know all of his life. Uh, and, uh, and then that on top of the racial inequities, um, he just felt there needed to be a place where people who couldn't afford to go could go. And uh, when he found the piece of property or was given the piece of property in Memphis, um, which was a wonderful gift. Uh, he decided that uh, it was all, shouldn't only be a hospital, it should be a research hospital. He came to that decision because a wonderful doctor by the name of Emil Diggs, who was working in sickle cell at the time and cancers, said, we don't need a hospital. We need to find out what's making these kids sick. And uh, so my father said, all right, well, let's do that. And so that was the beginning. And then he... Uh, went about using every ounce of energy he had between doing his show and doing his nightclub act to go about raising the funds. Again, I, I just I want to draw you out on the the fundraising that it took. It took years of fundraising just to build the organization. And we've all had those moments of seeing something in the newspapers or, you know, now seeing something on the news that moves you so much. And and sometimes you're even moved to write a check in the moment but to right. the, the sustained commitment to St. Jude for the rest of his life, and now it's spanned, you know, your father left us in 1991, and I just think of all the children that have been served by that determination. It's really yes. just incredible. It is, and he left us, Marl, Terry, and I, with the same desire to keep the institution as strong as possible, <clears throat> and we've done so. Uh, we created the Thanks and Giving program, which uh, is 18 years old now, but has raised over a billion dollars. And it happens during the holiday season uh, every year that we came up with, uh, which we were very pleased that we could make that kind of a contribution. And of course, Marlo is the spokesperson for the institution and she works very hard at that. But in the beginning, there was no hospital. There was just dad wanting to raise money for his dream. And so he went to, his gang, his Hollywood gang, Bob Hope and Jack Benny and uh, George Burns and uh, Milton Berle and, and uh, uh, Dinah Shore, Jackie Gleason, Frank Sinatra, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., all those people, Jerry Lewis, all of those people. These are just names that are flying into my head, but there are many, many more. Sure. And he and he asked them to do benefits for the for the uh, benefit of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And uh, they did. And what was so amazing is uh, there wasn't a hospital yet, but it's what he wanted to do. And uh, he believed he could get it done. And uh, those folks uh, uh, got Dinah Shore and Mitzi. Just so many, so many people uh, went out and they did things called Shower of the Stars. And my father kind of hosted it, did a bit of his own. And these 
handful, two or three at a time, would go somewhere in the country, sell the place out, and all the funds would go to uh, building of the hospital. And uh, that was the beginning of it. It was the beginning of the how it was born in show business and the Uber agent, Abe Lassvogel, who was his agent, who ran the William Morris Agency at the time, and Paul Ziffrin, who was probably the most powerful attorney in Los Angeles at the time, uh, they helped him also form a, uh, a small corporation in Los Angeles so they could raise the funds and do it and collect the funds. And uh, it really, you know, it, he had... He had the momentum, but what he needed so much more. So he, being an Arab-American, second generation, uh, he decided that uh, he would go to the communities in America where there were groups of Arab-Americans, and he would go to them and say, let's show America we deserve to be here. Let's show America that we are good citizens and we want to give back because we are thankful for this opportunity. And he was speaking in all these various cities to shopkeepers and uh, furniture stores and people and, and uh, car dealerships and, uh, you know, somewhat middle class to upper and very, you know, middle class to lower uh, Arab Americans saying, please help me do this. And he went from town to town to town to town in America and they all gathered around him and uh, he raised kept raising funds between Hollywood and the Arab American community. And then eventually, you know, it became uh, a community of America who contributes to the hospital. And uh, thanks to our donors, which is about 70% at least of our, of our budget of the donors contribute, we, um, we keep going. It's, I mean, again, I can't stress enough, your, this, this happened at a time when your father was a performer himself, producing shows like The Andy Griffith Show and I Spy, and I mean, this, this road show, this Dick level- Dick Van Dyke. The Dick Van Dyke Show, yeah, the little show yeah. called The Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. This level of commitment, but also, as you say, like reaching out to these immigrant communities, it's just, it just to me, it's just the best of America. Is is all it is. wrapped up. It is. Yeah. It's such a beautiful. It's such a beautiful story. It's America's hospital. It truly is. But uh, you know, when people talk about immigration, and it is, it's polarizing. But immigrants uh, contributed a great deal of this country, and they certainly helped St. Jude Children's Research Hospital get off the ground. And now, today, that the kind of the parent fundraising organization for St. Jude is ALSAC with, if and let me, if I get this right, the American Lebanese. Syrian. Syrian Associated Charities. Yeah. American Lebanese Syrian Associated Charities. Yes, that was the, um, in a handful of years after everything that I just told you, uh, they incorporated in Illinois, uh, and that became the headquarters for a while. And uh, they called it ALSAC because at that moment in time, it was indeed those people uh, and uh, their families that contributed so much money. And from those people that dad went town to town, he found a very enthusiastic 10, 12 men and women who were of heritage. Uh, and he created the board 
out of that. He created the board of St. Jude and the board of ALSAC, which was the same board because he believed the people that raised the money should be people that spent the money so they wouldn't spend it frivolously because they knew how hard it was to raise. So that was the original, um, that was the genesis of what ALSAC was. Mm-hmm. And now it's now it's you know there are there are various uh, nationalities on our board, uh, many second generation I would say about ten second generation including myself, uh, and uh, and a lot of other uh, volunteers who care deeply and who are on our board for the sole purpose of uh, you know keeping the mission alive. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more on the St. Jude story from Tony Thomas. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public... The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. And we're back with more from producer Tony Thomas on the origin story of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We've all seen where great charities can do great work for 10 years, 20 years. You're, you're heading towards 70, 70 plus now. Do you remember, do you remember, I believe if I've got the date right, 1963, when the hospital facility opened? Do you remember that day? 62, yes. <laughs> Sorry, it was off by a year. Uh, yeah, 62. Um, yeah, it's a, it was a big day in our lives. It was, uh, my father said when he opened the doors, he honestly didn't believe he'd live to see it built. He thought it would get built, but he figured he'd be dead by the time it got built. And uh, um, he was very, very thrilled. And he also saw about 20% of our current expansion he lived to see. 
And uh, since then, he wouldn't recognize the place. I mean, we have just uh, started a $13 billion expansion program, which, you know, he was, uh, they were hoping to raise a million five to build the hospital. And uh, he would, uh, he would be quite surprised at where we are today. And your father is buried on the on the grounds of St. Jude in Memphis. Is that correct? Yes, there is a crypt where both he and my mother are buried uh, in the front of the hospital, uh, you know, away from the buildings and everything. That uh, We created a little garden. Uh, you know, he said uh, the only thing he wanted on his tombstone was founder. Uh, no, no other embellishments. And so we uh, put over the crypt founder, Danny Thomas. And uh, he's there. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, I know he's very happy to be there. What it, it, it must be hard to kind of encapsulate, but what what has it meant for your life? It's this has been a, a factor in in most of your life, being part no, of St. Jude. Yeah, well, we always used to joke. We thought St. Jude was an uncle. You know, his <laughs> name was used so much in our house. Um, I mean, we remember times at the dinner table where Dad would get up in the very very early days, and he'd take a call from from the hospital and he come back either jubilant or or destroyed because a child had died and this was i'm talking very early days and uh dr pinkle uh was the doctor that broke uh, the back of of leukemia and introduced cured to leukemia after the fifth protocol he tried because he said it was just uh, he didn't want to he didn't want to be in the mortuary business he wanted to save children's lives and uh, he came to us at a very young age, 30-something, 33. And from there, he, uh, it was just a combination of a lot of, a lot of blessed uh, moments where this, this doctor who was at Dana-Farber and had a way he wanted to approach it, and they didn't want to approach it that way, saw that there was an opening to run this institution and came to do so. And so my father and he and this board, who actually at times had to pay the salary of the people that worked at the hospital because we weren't raising as, as much funds necessary. So they would reach into their pocket and pay salaries to keep the institution going. And, uh, you know, now we're, uh, we've got a good uh, war chest uh, and uh, we need it. Uh, because of these trying times and uh, for recruiting and for more buildings that are coming and more machinery and more uh, new science that we find and others find that we can build upon. I mean, it's uh, it's a long way. It's a long way from guys going into their pocket to make payroll. It's a long way. It's, I have written about and recently about, um, you know, the, the influencers that you've tapped, you know, these video game stars hold, hold, hold 24-hour telethons on Twitch and, you know, raise seven figures. It's mm-hmm. just, this the story is just so so very smart on the fundraising. And again, the motivation is just so there. I, I very proudly am a monthly donor and I wear my St. Jude pin and I always get comments. Somebody always says, oh, I lo-. it's just, it is just, it's just the just one of the best things to ever come out of Hollywood. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Well, we're we are uh, you know our mission is pure: finding cures and saving children. So, uh, and that's that is the mission. Whenever we debate a, at the board level, where we you know 
just always in the end or in the middle to make sure we're all on the same page. What's the best for the children? And we always find the way. And and the, the fundraising organization, ALSAC, is, is a brilliant machine. I mean, my dad used to say he didn't want he would, did not want a millionaire to give him a million dollars. He wanted a million people to give him a dollar. And that's, that is truly what has happened. Uh, the majority of our funds are raised by the donations. And uh, some big, some small. We have so many stories. You know, here's, here's $10, $15. Uh, we've decided to order. We've decided to order uh, not to order out tonight. We're going to make do with what's in the refrigerator because we want St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to save kids. And when you get letters like that from from people who are putting their trust in us and who are not, you know, ordering the pizza or going out or whatever they're going to do and stay home so that they can have enough money to send us, I mean, that $15 is is gold to us I and mean, that just tells us we have to be stewards of the nth degree to make sure that uh, we spend every dollar properly i told myself i wasn't gonna choke up <laughs> on audio but i just did tony thank you thank you for your commitment we salute your family's legacy here and it, it commitment and determination and drive it is it is inspiring i hope it inspires another generation of Danny Thomas's and Tony Thomas's and St. Jude's, and I, I am deeply grateful for your time. Well, thank you. You got to, you know, our, our group of uh, entertainers also jumped in there. Robin Williams, Jennifer Aniston, Antonio Banderas, Michael Strahan, uh, so many others uh, jumped in to help Marlo and I uh, start that campaign. And we have a lot of Hollywood followers because of that. And uh, they help us at dinners across the country. So it's it all started with my dad and the spirit and the and the determination that he had is in every person that is that is associated closely with St. Jude. And that's that's the gift. That's our gift. That's uh, that we have that we are trying to make sure continues. It speaks so much about his character, the founder. That's amazing. Thank you again, Tony. Deeply appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. Please go to Variety.com and sign up for our free Strictly Business newsletter. And be sure to tune back in on January 5th, 2023 for a new episode of Strictly Business. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. 
like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.